The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. My gosh, you guys have way too much energy for this early. Right? Morning, all it takes is two Red Bulls, <laughs> one coffee from Starbucks, and you're all set. You are good to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't had mine yet, so I'm going to try to ramp up and be on the on the same on the same level. But, but um. But yeah, all I needed, I mean, all you have to do is get me going on Hollywood and the left and sort of what you guys are, are hitting on here right now. And the, and the hypocrisy is just absolutely stunning. I mean, on the one hand, you know, they want us to have like the Me Too movement. The whole thing right now is based on like, well, we've got to believe women. We've got to have respect for women. Um, but this is the same culture that, first of all, it was Hollywood that was promoting and still promotes all the time. And, and in an aggressive way, just sort of the, uh, you know, hypersexualization of women. I mean, yeah. they're the ones that have trained people to view women as sexual objects. Right. Um, that's, what the, that's what their movies have shown over and over and over again. And now they're supposed to be suddenly the ones that are the torchbearers uh, of, you know, moral goodness. And they're <laughs> supposed to, you know, be the ones teaching us and leading the way and somehow how to treat women. But at the same time, they're the ones that mock. Mike Pence. I mean, Mike Pence was ruthlessly mocked. Let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of the Me Too movement. Brett Kavanaugh. Um, I mean, here's a guy who's getting drugged through the mud, and the best evidence they got is one woman who can't, has no witnesses can corroborate what her story is at all. And this guy is now deemed a gang rapist, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's like the, the country literally can't believe that this guy got, got uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, through the nomination process. I mean, they can't believe it. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you believe it? There's absolutely zero. I mean, this thing would have gotten laughed out of court. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, um, but, but this is, and Mike Pence, you know, mocked for, um, you know, and so I'm bringing that around to Mike Pence because he was mocked for having the standard where he was going to be above reproach. He was going to be, you know, to the point where no one could possibly accuse him of anything because it would be utterly ridiculous because everyone would know that he's never even been in a room alone uh, with, another, with another woman. Um, so, so, so the left wants it both ways. They want to mock those standards. They want to mock the right as do-gooders and, and hyper-moral. They want to tell you what to do, but then they want to sit here and tell us that, uh, well, this is how we should treat women. Uh, the absolute worst for the Me Too movement, and I'm not. I, I think that there's certain parts of the Me Too movement that that I that I think were were you know, so there were some good good aspects that come out of it. I, I, I was just looking at some uh, some uh, some facts and figures, and there's been over 400 accusations since wow. exactly one month ago. This was wow. on October 5th. So last weekend, uh-huh. actually, the day they were voting on Cloder uh-huh. was the day that the Weinstein uh, article came out. Wow. Which right there, if you don't believe in some kind of divine plan, <laughs> you should. Because it gave us the perfect example of how far this movement has fallen. It is absolutely insane. And one of the things that, Dan, one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on today is because, I I mean, it seems like they don't really, I don't think they even really care. I don't think the Democrats even really care about this movement. I think they've they've weaponized it. They don't have any kind of plan for doing, for getting to the root and, and, and what are we actually going to do about it. But... What, what, what this 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 over sexualized culture, this um you know like what is I know Faithwire is doing some things right now to help educate people on you know what they can do or or, or some of the dangers that are involved, especially like online and and like in the in, in pornography. What are you guys doing right now? 
Yeah, well, and it's interesting. You mentioned the root, uh, Jason, the root of the problem. And, and, you know, for the left, you know, like you said, um, you know, when you actually take down the, the reason why they, you know, why it looks like they don't care and why you can make a very strong argument that they don't care, because really what the motivating driving factor for them is that they don't, they, they hate white men. They think white, hmm. you know, especially Christian men are, are like the patriarchy and they're keeping you down. So that's their enemy. Yeah. That's their driving force. That, you know, they don't have any other anchor other than that. These far left sort of policies and, and you know, um, ideas uh, that the white man and the, and the you know, and the rich man are the ones that are behind all the problems. So that's their boogie, and that's what they care about getting. They think that's how you're going to solve all the problems. Well, you know, our view is a little bit different. Um, our view is that, uh, you know, we don't look at somebody as the boogeyman. We look at sin overall in general as the problem. And so the answer to that problem is, is God. And so we look to God for answers. And so what we're doing um, is we're looking actually, you know, if you want to actually do something good about the Me Too movement and, and how to treat and respect women, um, look at the real problem, and, and I think uh, the numbers don't lie. The, 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 the root of the real problem uh, is pornography, um, because pornography actually, you know, sexual sin in general, actually, and pornography is the main driver of sexual sin. It's, it's, the numbers are ridiculous. Two-thirds now of even Christian men actually admit to viewing pornography on a regular basis, and, wow. and I think we all know at this point, like, the damage that pornography actually does, but... You know, the shocking thing right now, Jason, that the younger generation, not only are they consuming pornography at alarming levels, like pretty much everyone views, I mean, if you look at the numbers, like everyone views porn. Um, but the real shocking part is it's becoming more moral in their view. Yeah. You know, if you look at a list of morality, I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, like things like, you know, littering are viewed as more morally reprehensible than watching porn. They just sit down on the list like, eh, it's not a big deal. It's become like a little white lie, basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like you broke porn. Like, eh, no big deal. And like, that's a problem, I think, across all culture, but it's, it's getting worse and no one's addressing it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you want to take a positive step on the Me Too movement, that's what we've done at FaithWire. We've created a, a, um, an online course. And basically what it is, is it, it hits the reset button. Um, and it's, it's, you can look at it at setfreecourse.com. It's, the course is called set free and the site is setfreecourse.com. And basically what we're doing is we hit the reset button. I mean, culture could not be more out of control, more out of whack on any issue than, than sex and gender and sexuality. I mean, if you look at, you know, what is being taught and being, you know, basically, um, you know, what people are consuming from, from culture, it's, I mean, it's nonsense. I mean, you've seen all the stories, all the, you know, we don't have two genders, you know, um, love is love, which, you know, sounds nice, but is the most vapid slogan, I think, in the history of the planet. Yeah. Because when you follow it for three seconds, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, what if, what if I want to, um, you know, uh, love my, uh, my tools in my garage? Like, well, that makes no sense. But to them, it's like, well, love is love. You can't question it. It's just love. Um, <laughs> and so what we've done is we've created a course that really resets and shows how God designed sex and sexuality and and it's really meant for two things one is to help anybody who's caught up in you know the, the sin of the sexual sin of porn because the numbers don't lie i mean i'm you know for the people that are listening to this right now i guarantee you i'm hitting 
a lot of them who are in the middle of that fight. So it's, this course is for you. Um, but it's also for if you just want something that is a good teaching tool to kind of remind everyone where we're at and, you know, and what God actually you know, set up and how he designed it because culture is totally messing it up and I think we need something to point back to. And for those who are watching porn right now, stop it. <laughs> it is 6.44 a.m. or 3.44 at the West Coast. Stop watching stop porn it. right now. And Andrew, right. it's, it's way like, interesting yeah. because um, that was one of the topics that our pastor covered yesterday about, you know, 52% of the church is watching porn. Now I was like, oh! It's, epide oh! it's epidemic. Yeah. It really Why is epidemic right but now. But then, you just made me realize absolutely I was watching porn without me knowing because I started watching you know Netflix shows and one of yeah. the new Netflix shows that season two just got back is called Big Mouth it's about cartoons and kind of makes fun of you know puberty and stuff like that and the first episode I mean the first season was a little bit edgy you know it was with Nick Kroll and he's a very disgusting man when it comes to comedy but one of the things I saw on season two it was completely like nonstop. Little, because what happens is it follows the life of of kids in like elementary school and about to hit puberty. I mean, middle school and about to hit puberty. It had those kids butt naked. Oh my gosh! And I was like, Jeez. this is no longer a funny like I'm gonna make fun of kids hitting puberty and voice changing. This is not like I was like, am I yeah. watching child porn right now? That's insane. It's unbelievable yeah. how yeah. now through Netflix and I and I know now you know uh, like the FRC uh, family. A research center is trying to go against Netflix and be like, hey, what are you doing for our kids? You know, why are you putting shows like this? But like at one point, I was like, hey, let them be. But now when I saw that second episode of season two, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm with Pat Gray. Yeah, we need to start like <laughs> dialing it back. It's absolutely <laughs> insane yeah. what I'm seeing. No, uh, and, and you make a great, uh, hold on, I, I was just going to add to that. He, he makes a great point about, um, about what we would consider pornography, because of course we all think of porn and we just imagine, you know, go to the, you know, stereotypical, you know, uh, you know, Jenna Jameson, you know, the hardcore pornography, but, but anything really that entertains our mind. I mean, you can, you can broaden that definition because now with Instagram and, and yeah. I mean, what is Instagram other than people taking yeah. pictures of their butts in the mirror? Absolutely. I mean, that's all it is really at this point. And so anything that entertains your mind in a direction that isn't, you know, what God would want you to intend is kind of, you know, leading you in that direction. And it's allowing you to sort of fill your mind with these sorts of things about women. And look, what does it do? It trains your brain about women. And so now I'm looking at women on Instagram and their butts. And that's what I'm viewing women as. I mean, this is this is the stuff culture wants us to consume. But yet that we're supposed to then turn around. And then just, you know, sort of have this magical respect for women when they don't they don't put their money where their mouth is. They're not teaching, you know, what, uh, you know, and then the Netflix shows, the horror shows that they have coming out. They're not teaching, you know, you know, not practicing what they're preaching. It's good stuff, Dan. I, uh, I, I cannot stress enough that uh, you guys need to after you're done with the blaze. Head over to uh, faithwire.com to get your uh, your morning news in. It's, it's an interesting um, approach to finding out everything that's going on in the world through a Christian perspective. Uh, multiple stories that, that will really uplift your day. And also, really check out this course, guys. Really check it out. This is epidemic levels. Dan, what, real quick, is it setfreecourse.com? That's correct. Yeah, that we just tweeted course. it out. Yeah. Oh, we just tweeted it out. Yeah, we just awesome. tweeted it out. Yeah. And before oh, Dan good. leaves, I want to... I want him to talk about Taylor Swift. I know we ha we're, we're close about this because Dude, we have two minutes. We have two minutes. We have two minutes. You don't know oh. Dan's fanboyism. No, on Taylor I do Swift. not know. Oh, this Taylor might Swift. Take a while. But I heard Dan that you had a little interesting take on Taylor Swift coming out as a Democrat. 
Oh, well, well now that's a Democrat uh, supporting a Democratic right. candidate. Well, she, I mean, she made the brave stand here to come out and spout media matters talking points. I mean, this is, <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is peak bravery from Hollywood. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm finally taking a stand. I couldn't hold it in any longer. No one else has these views. <laughs> right. I know. I just couldn't hold it in. Everyone needs to know that I, too, also spout all of the left wing media matters talking <laughs> points that are repeated in the media constantly. Thank you. And it's like, oh, come on, Taylor. You were one of the last, like, four things absolutely. that were good left in America. And you've absolutely ruined it. And I'll just quickly, you know, break down one of the things. Because she lists all these things. She says, oh, gosh, this appalls and terrifies me, uh, Marsha Blackburn. And I don't know a ton about Marsha Blackburn, but I'm just looking at this stuff. And she says, equal pay for women. We all know the nonsense yeah. and, the, and the lie, lie. that that statistic is. Um, the Violence Against Women Act. I'm like, okay, I don't know much about this. So I'm gonna, she's like, you've got to do your research on people. I'm like, all right. Okay, I'm like, obviously no sane human being is against violence, uh, you know, is going to, you know, support violence against women. So I'm like, so what, what, like, come on, Taylor. Like, I thought you were one of the sane people here that would say, oh, do her research. And I'm going to realize that maybe she doesn't actually want women to be abused. <laughs> um, and of course, when you actually look into this act, there are many problems with it. Um, it, it all it did was it, back in 1990s when Biden, you know, pushed it forward and it was like not a bad idea. It was, hey, we've got to get it so that um, people take these crimes seriously when they're when they're called in. And so what they did was they, they made it so that police sort of had the authority to go and report and, and process these things when they had probable cause for people that were um, accused of these crimes or reported yeah. for these crimes, even if the women didn't want to, if they were afraid or whatever. Um, the cops were able to do that. But what that's been doing is it had the unintended consequences of causing these women more fear and more problem in a lot of cases because they're, A, afraid of reporting it because now they know the cops have the authority to come in. And a lot of times these women might be left if their spouse or their boyfriend is, is arrested. Then these women won't have an income. And now they're afraid for how they're going to provide. Yeah. And so actually less crimes have been reported. Anyway, so that's just one example. I told you not to get him started, Chris. <laughs> I you, like you, you say the word Taylor like Swift this. and Dan I like off. this. I, I like this. man. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I, so really quick, before I let you go, is T-Swizzy off your playlist now? Is she off? Oof. Oh, T-Swift? Yeah. Oh, God, done, done. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a breakup song with her right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dan Andros. I like that. I like that. His name is Dan Andros, ladies and gentlemen. Faithwire.com, setfreecourse.com for his e-course. Check it out. Dan, thanks for being on. Appreciate it, brother. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Later. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag WhatILearnedToday. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.